Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Michael Corbin, and joining me from his hiding spot underneath his bed, I have Emmanuel Penglis. Emmanuel, how are you? Oh, I was wondering why you insisted on doing the introduction, <laughs> and now I know. Uh, well done. <laughs> well done. Uh, are you one of the ones that ran away? <laughs> uh, yeah, did you not find my wallet at the, uh, at the party? Uh, I did, actually. I uh, did. There we go, there um, we go. And uh, as I expected, completely loaded with cash, and uh, <laughs> which you t- traditionally keep under your mattress, but instead Jack DeBellin was there. Yeah. Um, Michael, what, another week in rugby league, and uh, we try and delve away from uh, off-field sort of discretions, but this one really just takes the cake. It's, it's embarrassing. It's stupid. It is ridiculous. It's uh, all kinds of things. It's expensive. Uh, it's cost oh, yeah. them at the uh, $305,000 in cumulative fines for 13 St. George players. Um, Paul Vaughan out for eight weeks um, and has had his contract terminated by St. George. Um, the the $1,000 penalty notices from New South Wales Police look quite tame. Yeah, uh, a total of 14 players sanctioned. Uh, as you said, Paul Vaughan... Uh, who hosted a party on the weekend uh, has uh, been his contract has been terminated. He had one year left, I believe, at about eight hundred thousand dollars, and I believe because he is in breach of that contract, it just got ripped up. So, a lot, lot, lot of money lost for him, and then he's copying this fine as well, which is in excess of fifty thousand dollars, I believe. Um, and the Dragons are going to be without at least three players for the next four weeks. Uh, these suspensions, unfortunately, aren't all coming at once, which would have been really fun to watch uh, a Manly team possibly put up 100 against a reserve-grade Dragons team. I definitely would have sat down and watched every minute of that. But, yeah, so uh, Dragon, Dragons, 14 play, 13 players now are going to be suspended over four weeks of action. Uh, they're going to stagger it. And you have to think, where do the Dragons sit on the table after that four weeks? No, it's so embarrassing. I feel, I feel so bad for Dragons fans. Uh, I, I actually have a lot of sympathy for the club. Um, this is just a, a ridiculous exercise. Um, the, the, the club and the players are the only ones that suffer. Paul Vaughan gets... Um, Paul Vaughan gets sacked by St. George, loses his big money contract, but wants to stop him getting picked up by, say, the Roosters uh, next season, um, who are always in the market for someone else's scraps. Um, And it's just absolutely, it's just like, they're just the most self-entitled people. And the the NRL should really be taking the opportunity um, with the upcoming renegotiation of the um, collective bargaining agreement to sort of, 
increase. I, I, one of the things I read was that the NRL could only find players up to fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yep. That's ridiculous. It should be higher. It should be percentage based. Um, it's absolutely absurd. Um, the NRL should be able to hand down harsher punishments, and there should be compensation to the club. Um, I had a disgruntled Dragons fan email me today. Um, what an absolute farce! I cannot believe how dumb they all are. Um, uh, and this person correctly points out that the players should be heavily fined by the Dragons for losses borne um, by the club in reputation, sponsorship, ability to attract new players, etc. I mean, it's just it's it's embarrassing. It's so selfish that there's a there's a squad of reserves that isn't allowed to play at the moment because of level four restrictions. Um, people uh, have livelihoods at stake um, with these COVID lockdowns and it's 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 so selfish and, and these players are just so self-entitled. And you could tell, you, you like, the fact that you have Corey Norman leaving the scene of the crime and Jack DeBell and Heidi under the bed, they knew what they were doing was wrong. And, like, Jack DeBellin is someone who should not be in the public eye at the moment. He should be trying to do as little as possible to draw headlines given his last two years. And, yeah, it's just – it's insanely stupid. It's idiotic. They should be ashamed of themselves. what a thank you. Yeah. What a thank you to his club that stood by him through that whole ordeal. I know. Yes, he was – he came out of the process and was allowed to play again. But but what kind of treatment is that? And of all places, why would you hide under the bed? (laughs) That was my favourite part of this whole story. It made me laugh. Oh, it made me laugh a lot when I read that for the first time. Uh, yeah, it's just the the I think the CEO Mark Mark Webb is his name. Um, absolutely roasted them. Put out a release, just destroying every single player involved. And yeah, um, there's there was a lot there's, of criticism there's an issue. What criticism about the Dragons' initial response? But I think that it was a pretty solid. Um, gathering of facts that was obviously coordinated with the NRL. They need to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot on the line here. There's no crowds. They're trying to get crowds back for Origin. They want Origin to be played in New South Wales. And there's a lot at stake um, because, you know, and I understand and it's great to see the journalists sort of on Fox and who were interviewing um, Paul Vaughan tonight, by the way, but I haven't watched that interview yet. Um and Fox and um, across figures across the game sort of really come down because they realise the, the enormity of the situation. If, if there's an outbreak um, within the playing group, it, it jeopardises the comp, it, it puts broadcasting, it puts partnership, it puts club revenues um, all at risk. I mean, we have, we have friends who work in clubland, we have friends that work in the NRL, we have friends that work in the media, and we all remember what, what they went through last year and it's yeah. just... The selfishness of, the, of these players is just absolutely absurd. They're just a, a law unto themselves and they're just so idiotic. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know whether we're going to see the end of this. We, we might. A few more, few more punishments could be handed down over as more comes out. I think for the most part, most of it's happened though. And I think we just have to move on and the Dragons are going to have to move on with multiple players out every week and that's the price that they pay and their top eight spot as I said could be in jeopardy because as of, as of so far this season they've done well they had a great win 
against the Warriors on the weekend. And it's all for naught, really, right now. You can't yeah. forget about and it. I, ironically, it came out of probably the most exciting game, the most exciting night of footy during the round because yeah. it had two uh, one-point matches there. Um, I, I, I know we're going to talk about blowouts in a minute, but I just want to talk about the, the Friday night, the second game. I really enjoyed it. It was, yep. it was just like a game under last year's rules almost. Um, it was a great contest, edge of the seat stuff. I, so often these days, I find myself on my phone with the footy in the background. Um, but this was this was not the case. I was sitting there, uh, really enjoyed what I was seeing from both sides, um, and just just two really good footy teams going at it. And the, there's not enough of that, and there's not enough good footy teams in the conference here. Yeah, the the other thing is uh, the the big thing out of that game, I guess, is Jerome Luai is now going to spend some time on the sideline as well. Uh, so Penrith are going to be without their two starting halves for probably the next three to four weeks. Uh, look, Matt Burton's no slouch at the position um, and he kicked the winning field goal, but it's going to be a big ask for him and probably Tyrone May to carry that team around and lead that team around the park over the next few weeks while Nathan and Jerome recover. So they could they could take a little dip in the sta- in, in the standings at the moment. Parramatta are right on their heels. I know that win that they got gives them a bit of separation, but Parramatta has had a very good season as well. And Melbourne have already jumped them. And uh, they definitely yeah. don't look like they're taking a step back. I was praying that they didn't put 50 on us on Thursday night. I got my wish, but we still didn't score. It was a terrible effort by us, but Melbourne just, they're incredible. Absolutely incredible at the moment. They have, I think they're, are they, they've scored the most points or have the best point differential of all time and we're still only round 15, round 15 or 16. They are on track to be the first team to score a thousand points in the season. There's so many records, so many records coming their way. Um, the one I'm interested to watch as we go into the, especially I always find um, there's a, the, the, the shift really happens to club football after Origin 3. Um, but with the, the season, uh, with the series already over, there's probably a bit more focus on it now. Um, how manly places uh, in this competition, I, I, I think there are a chance of potentially running either Souths or Parramatta down and claiming that top four spot. Um, but they can give this a pretty good tilt if they have yep. all the troops on deck. I agree. Um, so um, for a club that we were absolutely roasting at the start of the season. It's great to see them up there and breathing a bit of life into this comp. Um, just on a quick run through the ladder, I might just quickly run through it because yep. uh, it's a good week to do it. So um, the top four, uh, as you said, Melbourne and Penrith are first and second, both on 28 points and both with a bye this week. So they're 14 and two. Um, behind them is Souths on 26 points. They're 12 and three and have already had the bye. Um, Parramatta, um, Parramatta, I'm just reading, Michael, that, sorry, I've just had it come in in one of my group chats, I'm not sure if it's true, that the dogs have signed to beat a Pangai Jr. Effective immediately, or? I'm not sure, so I'll have a look at that in a okay. sec. Keep running um, through the ladder, I'll find out. Yeah, yeah, so uh, the Eels uh, round out the top four. Um, and then you have Manly, the Roosters, both on 20 points in fifth and sixth. Um, and then the Roosters obviously took a bit of a hit to their four and against last week. Then you have the Dragons and Cronulla, 
So the Dragons are 16th. They're uh, on minus 10. And then after that, you have the Sharks, the Knights, and the Cowboys all on 14 points. Um, the Knights have a bye this week, and so we'll jump. Um, then you have the Titans, the Warriors, the Raiders on 12, the Tigers on 10, the Broncos on 8, and the hapless Bulldogs on 6. Um, and the Bulldogs have already had a bye, and the Tigers and the Broncos have one this weekend. So um, things drifting further apart for um, Canterbury. Yeah, I agree. Uh, those five players missing, five players missing for them really cost them as well on the weekend. Uh, 66-0 is no laughing matter, and it was a bit of a training run for Manly. And there was a couple of tries that were disallowed, uh, which were, you know, could have blown that score out even more. Um, yeah, the, look, we've, we've already we've spoken how lopsided this ladder is and how how dominant it is up the top. Um, I, I don't understand what's going on with the Canberra Raiders. I still don't. I, like, I thought they would get a win against the Titans. They lost 44-6, to six, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of questions for a lot of teams. Uh, Titans, another team, completely inconsistent. How can they go and put on a performance like that after conceding 50 against Manly two weeks ago? It's... There's ladders all over the place, blowout scores everywhere. The Super Saturday slate of games, this scoreline for winning teams versus losing teams was 148 to 6. It's, it's very insane. ordinary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The level of competition just needs to be fixed. One team I, I'm looking forward to watching for the rest of the season, uh, if they can stay healthy, is Newcastle, who had a good yeah. win on the weekend. Um Ponga and Pierce changed that team completely. And it, it really showed on the weekend. Yeah. I'm actually also kind of curious to see how the Broncos go now with maybe a bit a bit more sort of direction with Ben Eichen at the club. Um, there's going to be a bit more certainty about people's playing futures regardless of what's going on. The clean-out has already begun, which might help. And um, it's just going to be interesting to see if maybe they can um, drag a few teams uh, into a fight over the rest of the season. Um, So that's one to watch as well. They're a team team with heaps of potential. 100%. That game against the Roosters, for example, they played us off the park. They they played incredible. And there was a game against Panthers at the start of a year where they were just as good as that. Like They have that talent in them. It's just that half the time they don't show up. So if you can find that, like there's there's players there. Katoni Staggs is a brilliant player. Payne Haas was that that effort at the very end of the game where he the ball they were, they were up they they wouldn't have lost a the game. They were up by eight points and he's gone and run down the ball and knocked it dead uh, in the last seconds of the game. Just those effort players are what you need from players. Yeah, and you know they're only what three wins or two wins outside the top eight now which is, I can't actually believe I'm having the conversation, but this is the nature <laughs> of the competition. And that they've got the bye next week, and then they play, they play the Tigers. They then play um, Panthers who have those injury woes. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying, but if they can come out of that game with a, not such a great hit to their for and again, against, uh, they then host the Cowboys. Um, they take on Newcastle. They host the Roosters, who they've already beaten. They host the Warriors, and then they play Cronulla again, before hosting the Knights at home in the last round. So 
I, I'm not saying that they're going to play finals football, but I'm saying that they could be competitive in the back end of the season, potentially finishing 10th. Yeah, agreed. Which is a lot better than what a lot of people thought of them this year. And yeah, and a lot better than what they did last year. Yeah, so, they've already they're already they've already eclipsed what they did last year. So exactly, exactly. Um, so four games this weekend. Yep. In a pre-origin round, um, Friday, sorry, Thursday night footy. Uh, the Seagulls are hosting the Raiders at what is now known as Four Pines Park. Um, for for the purists, Brookvale Oval. Um, Manly just absolutely extraordinary win last week. They just they've got so many points in them. It's frightening. Um, Ruben Garrick is filling in for Tom Travojevic um, with Sully as the new winger. Dylan Walker's been promoted to the starting side at halfback with DCE on Maroon's duty. Uh, Cust is on the bench. Chizewski has Chizewski has been named among the reserves as he nears a return from a foot injury. Uh, for the Raiders, Savage is the new fullback in place of Simonson while Frawley gets the nod with White and on Blues duty. Um, Gula moves from the bench to starting prop for Papali, um, and Ryan James comes in on the bench. Hudson Young has earned a recall to replace the injured Elliot Whitehead. Michael, I am going manly. So am I. It's going to be interesting to see where their points come from without Cherry Evans and Tom leading them around the park. Even like Jake in the middle is a big leader for them. Uh we will see Kieran Four as a steady head, though. I just, I, I can't. If, if this was any other, any other season, I would, I'd be tipping Canberra just because of they've only got one out, Papali. Oh, and White. Okay, no, I'm definitely going Manly. Yeah, I don't feel as bad exactly. about it now. No, hundred percent. Forgot about White, but that's because he hasn't been doing much this year. Um, getting except getting picked in Origin. So yeah, well, um, you know my thoughts on that. I sure do. Okay. Um, so Friday night Souths, um, who are celebrating 20 years today since their reinstatement into the NRL with that win uh, in court over News Limited. Um, Souths host the um, Cowboys on Friday night at Stadium Australia. This will be a crowdless match. Um, Tafe has been named at fullback with Mitchell on origin duty and Braden Burns comes in for Gagai. Um, Selly moves to lock to cover for Murray and Tom Burgess to start. Sewer gets a recall in the back row. Um, have I seen he's been connected with St. George? Um, must be the Brisbane thing. And to fill in for Queensland rep, Jai Arrow and Marshall starting at hooker. Margot and Pete Mamazelos are the new faces on the bench. Jackson Paulo has been named among the reserves. Um, for the Cowboys, Arcee comes in for Holmes, um, who's away on Maroons duty, while um, Lemuelu makes a welcome return to fill the hole made by Tabuak Fido's origin call-up. And Cowan Hess is named to start a prop with Burr on the bench, but they may swap around on game day as they did last week. Um, so a few origin players out for this one. Um, but I think with Reynolds and Walker there, uh, I think they should do the job so long as Reynolds remembers to put the ball down before the dead ball line. <clears throat> Completely agree. Um, I, I think South should get this uh, should get this done. Also, Adam Reynolds, you're like one of the very few players in the NRL who doesn't need to run around and put yourself in a better favourable position. You barely miss kicks anyway. What are you doing? 
Just put the ball. Oh, well, he did that day, so maybe he knew something. Maybe he know. knew something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, interesting that, second half but, by Souths. Well, but that's the thing. I think that's why he wasn't picked, right? Because you look at that, Souths just don't have the ability to go on with it. No, they just—they're just not interested. It's what—it's what I said last week. It's you've got Pierce and Reynolds who are on the other side of thirty, compared to Moses, who look. New South Wales has a half set for the foreseeable future for the next probably eight, nine years, which is Nathan Cleary. But you need a backup. And this is the time to give someone like Mitchell Moses, who could be a future, like could be someone who needs to fill in uh, down in the future, a a shot at that position. I think that's why he was picked. Also, Freddie loves him. Um, Okay. Saturday afternoon, Bulldogs host the Roosters at Bankwest Stadium. Uh, um, so four of the five players uh, forced into COVID isolation return to the side um, with only Brendan Wakem missing out. Waddell comes out, um, comes into the second row. Katoa replaces Jeremy Marshall King, who's suspended. Shoup displaces um, last week's debutant Manu at centre and Napa is in for um, two Manifanai for Guy. Um on the bench. Simpson is promoted to the interchange to partner with Dell. Um, Topine's downgraded to reserves and Dory is missing after a head knock last week. Uh, for the Roosters, Radley is back at lock after completing his suspension. Um, Billy Smith makes his first appearance since 2019 after missing last season. And Joey Manu covers blue skipper Teddy at fullback. Suwali misses the 17 with Ikuvalu recalled on the wing. Drew Hutchinson swapped places with Lachlan Lamb. Um, and Nat Butcher and Ben Thomas replace Fletcher Baker, who is currently isolating, and Saluka Fafida, who is suspended again uh, on the interchange. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm a bit surprised Sam Walker is still here, to be honest, but there you go. Yeah, there was calls for the Roosters. There was, there was talks of the Roosters, like should the Roosters just – rest Sam Walker the rest of the season. This obviously, and I've said it many times, this isn't a season. The Roosters uh, see themselves winning the title and Sam Walker has taken an absolute beating this year. Um, I think they just want to get him a couple more reps. It's the buy round and then after that, we'll see where it goes. I'm actually really interested to see how Billy Smith plays. Uh, he had a really great game about two years ago, filled in at centre for us. I think he came in for Latrell. Against actually. the Dragons? Against, Against the, dragons. the Dragons. Yep, because his dad, yeah. I believe, yeah. played for the Dragons. Um, yeah, he um, had a great game. I think he scored a hat, almost scored a hat trick, I think, and has been injured ever since. Tore his ACL at the start of last season, didn't get on the paddock, and then tore his labrum at the start of this season. Um, really exciting young centre who. Uh, because he because of his injury last year, we were left without a centre and signed Josh Morris. So, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. I want to see how he plays. Uh, I think Suwali isn't a winger. That's why he's been demoted. And, yeah, that's that's it. Okay, so... I'm going the Roosters. I'm going the Roosters, yeah. That's not going to be a great watch. Um, okay, Sunday afternoon, Cronulla host the Warriors at... Um, Cogra Oval. So Moylan remains sidelined with a calf injury. So Tracy moves from centre to 5'8". Chambers returns to the centres after missing the Brisbane game um, 
to be at the birth of his third child. Trindle reverts to the bench after playing 5-8 against the Broncos, and Hiroti drops to the reserves. For the Warriors, Reese Walsh and Matt Lodge uh, headline a raft of changes. Um, so Walsh is number one, RTS to the wing, and um, Kane Evans to the interchange. Tavanga has been promoted from the bench to replace Tohu Harris, while um, Bailey Sirinan swaps places with Ben Murdoch-Masilla. Elise Katoa uh, has been named in the second row, despite failing to finish the loss to the Dragons. Townsend is out, great recruiting, uh, but Nick Arima returns from an ankle injury and Sean O'Sullivan shifts into the number seven. Rocco Berry has replaced Adam Pompey in the centres and Ed Cozy drops out. I have no idea how the Warriors lost that game last week. Um, Chad Townsend's actually injured, I believe, but I think he was dropped. I think he uh, did his knee, I think. Yeah, so, no, that's what I'm sorry. He's out. Yeah, yeah he's out. Yeah, not, yeah. not dropped, but yeah. out um, yeah. with an injury. Yeah. Uh, shoulder injury. I'm going the Sharks. I, I, I know they lost to the Broncos, but I think one of the big issues with the Sharks last week was Matt Moylan was ruled out on game day, which really. Uh, Wreck their uh, combinations in the halves, a, a week of training. Uh, just the Warriors, just I can't pick them. They're another team that I just can't pick. They, they keep on losing games where I think they're going to win. They should have beaten the Dragons. And they couldn't get it done. Uh, look, Reese Walsh is an exciting player, uh, but they're missing their captain in the forwards in Tohu Harris, who has been their most consistent player over the last four years. And he's a big loss for them. And I think he gives them a lot of leadership in that pack. And he's going to be a big loss. And he also breaks the hearts of many fantasy owners. Yeah. The, the Warriors were really frustrating to watch last week. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm going to go Cronulla for the same reason. I also think they might, they're, they're in a reasonably good position on the ladder. Um, and they'll probably be licking their wounds a bit. So, um, sharks for me. So, Mike, to recap, we've both gone manly to beat the Raiders at home. Yep. We've both gone uh, south to beat the Cowboys at home. We've both gone the Roosters to get it done over the Bulldogs, and we've both gone the Sharks to beat Warriors. Yep. Not that excited about this round of football, I'm not going to lie. No, me neither. Me neither. I, there's been some very underwhelming... Uh, it's back to the blowouts, and it's a lot of things. But uh, the regular uh, league's yeah. been very frustrating to watch this season. I want to, I want to get back to uh, actually. It's not not next week. The week after Origin, I think, will be like the you, ten days removed from Origins when you're going to start seeing which teams are actually serious because you got to have everyone back. People, you know, get rested after during the buy rounds. Like, oh, we can give them an extra week. He gets the week off. So we're going to see a lot more teams at full strength. That's when you start seeing who's real and who's not. And that's when rugby league should start to get good again, hopefully. Um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, Emmanuel. And I say this. I make, say rugby this. League, make rugby league good again. Yes. And um, I say this, but the Dragons won't be good for the next four weeks. So sorry, Dragons fans. Leave them alone, Michael. They're suffering enough. Suffering me, enough. Brings me joy. Well, something's got to. Um, with that, <laughs> I, I, um, I think that's it. Yep, I think it is. I think we're done. As always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow us on all socials. 
Uh, you've heard the spiel at the start of the podcast. And one more thing, Emmanuel. How good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys.